Hello, and welcome to another episode of Copper Bottomed, the genuine and trustworthy look at some uh, some of the copper news of the recent weeks. This week, it's actually a double bill. Uh, I've been on jury duty for two weeks, and it's just kind of knocked out uh, the working week, and so I was unable to process and put together uh, Copper Bottomed last week. So this week's a double bill. Um, so I'll have to be concise and brief. Um, when I'm looking at the copper market, uh, I've just actually looked at the last week, or the just kind of recent recent days. I haven't gone back to the news for last week. Um, there's some pretty big news out there this week alone. Um, the first point I'd like to make is about uh, First Quantum um, and Cobre Panama. <clears throat> Obviously, the Panama Panamanian Supreme Court ruled that its contract to un operate the mine was unconstitutional. It seems, the more reading I do, that it's not so much a protest about the mine directly, although that's become the the lightning rod. It's really about the frustration at government processes, lack of transparency, fears of corruption. Um, and it seems that the uh, the mine is kind of bearing the brunt of this. Um, it's become an unfortunate poster child um, for the protest against the government. Um, the, the result, of course, is that uh, First Quantum this is recent news, this is just kind of yesterday, um, or a couple of days ago, kind of, um, that uh, First Quantum has shut uh, operations down. And it's about 25,000 tonnes per month of copper that is produced from there. I don't expect it to be offline for long, although it could be. Um, it might be a number of months, it might be a matter of years, but I expect this to be resolved before too long and the mine to continue its operations. But if you put that in the context of the so-called surplus for this year and the so-called surplus for next year, what you'll see is that this is kind of gradually eroding another uh, chipping away at that, um, the copper surplus. As you know, I've been talking a long time about, for in almost every week, about the fact that copper often shows that the, 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 the predictions forecast a surplus, but mine supply typically disappoints. And there's a really good piece by um, Rick Mills. Um, this came out last week. Uh, I, I recommend that you go and look at it, uh, exposing the copper, copper surplus myth. He goes through in great detail uh, all of the things that I talk about. Um, but he's, of course, <clears throat> backed it up with comprehensive um, data and statistics and graphs. It's a really, really good read. Um, and it should confirm the view or your your understanding that the copper market is it's very hard to bring new assets into production. There are lots of obstacles, um, <clears throat> and the industry has a poor track rec track record of meeting the, that growth in supply. Uh, the other main bit of news I think this week is the fact that China's MMG spent one point nine billion dollars tying up Comacao um, copper mine. I think that's how you pronounce it in Botswana. Now this. At the bottom here, you can see their resource uh, table. Uh, it's about 93 million tons at 2% uh, copper with a bit of silver. It's about 1.9 million tons of copper, and they spent about $1.9 billion buying it. And that, that, that's a really interesting figure because it shows that when there's a commercially viable deposit, yes, the grade is nominally good, but um, these Botswana deposits sometimes can be quite challenging to access. So let's just call it a nominally economic or nominally commercial resource of um, 1.9 million tons of contained copper. It's going at about $1,000 per ton in a commercial uh, market transaction. And that's 
when you think that the copper price now is eight thousand four hundred and fifty something dollars a ton, um, and that you can look towards ten thousand dollars a ton as kind of being a yardstick, you're you know it's ten to twelve percent of the uh, of the price is being bought or being paid for in an advanced resource, and that's 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 a really kind of interesting metric to bear in mind, and it should underpin the value of good copper assets as they get developed and advanced. And that comes straight on to the, the results of the two weeks. Um, the week Last week, Monday, starting the um, 20th of November, and this week, starting Monday, the 27th of November. Um, a whole bunch of companies reporting last week. Uh, we've got 900, 800 meters and 882 meters there and down to 1.4 meters here. Um, <clears throat> and this week, we've got uh, Benton, Minsud, Arizona, Sonoran, North Star, Pacific Ridge. Actually, North Star is repeated. Last week, there were DLP, American Pacific, Xanadu Mines, Attico, Cascadia, or Cascadia, Lara, Halcones, um, North Star, and O3. So let's just kind of get, get straight into it. Now, I've covered DLP a few times. They've got a market capitalization of $39 million, and they, they're drilling a porphyry in Peru, uh, I've said several times I would really like to see them come to move away from um, talking about copper equivalent because it doesn't help anybody. They've got very low copper grades um, and it's molybdenum an asset and so it shouldn't really have a place on a copper chat. I would, of course, continue to use them if they reported in line with TSX regulations. And um, just as kind of, if anybody wants to have a look at it, uh, the, the disclosure standards for companies engaged in mineral exploration, development, and production published by the Toronto Stock Exchange. It's available on the web, and it says what you should do when you're reporting preliminary results. And here's the important bit. For a polymetallic property, sorry, results of exploration for a polymetallic property must not be reported in metal equivalents prior to disclosing resources or reserves, and then only in limited circumstances. So um, we'll, we'll move on. I will start talking about their geology and their news releases when they start. Um, I look forward to, to seeing them uh, doing what the TSX um, asks for. Right, so the next company, um, American Pacific Mining, $40 million market capitalization. Um, pretty torrid share price chart. I mean, what did I mark out here? Okay, so this is the company. We've, we've, I've covered this one before. Um, they've got a joint venture. They've got a, um, a VMS volcanogenic massive sulfide um, deposit in the Porcupine Mining District of um, Alaska. It's being funded by DOA. They own um, DOA own over fifty one percent of the asset. Um, they have got they, they report beautifully. Look at this. You don't. It's not hard. Thirty one meters of two point five nine percent copper and eleven point two one percent zinc. That's great. What's interesting here is that they got really good assays from a geotechnical drill hole, um, 11 meters at 1% copper, 1.28 and 13% zinc. You know, these, these, are, these are good results. And if you, as I did, you kind of look through the, the website, you realize that they've actually been working on this project for years. Um, and there's, there's an existing resource and there's a PEA. Um, but what I think this shows is that there's exploration potential where they were doing geotechnical hole, holes. Um, they found mineralization. So it feels as if there's a lot more to do on the exploration front 
before you before it goes to the development side. And I think this is um, ref, uh, referenced by Warwick Smith, the CEO. He says the work has established a solid foundation and technical vision for resource expansion and de-risking the project, i.e. they're still in exploration phase. You know, and it's just a foundation. It's a technical vision, looking at expansion and de-risking. So, um, uh, work in progress, and I would like to see continued work on this. Remember that the um, Dawa are uh, paying for it, but they've also got the uh, they've got the economics. Here we go. They also talk about it here. This is much later in the news release. They say the insights gained from this program will guide subsequent drilling, drilling campaigns to support future feasibility level studies and discovery-focused drilling throughout the region. So they, they, they're basically putting their hand up and saying they've got a lot more work to do. But still, very nice news releases, and um, I look forward to seeing the results from this company. Um, next, Xanadu Mines. Now, this is an interesting one. I've spoken about them before. Uh, their, share price looks, their share price graph looks like death. Um, very blocky, no trade. $85 million market capitalization on almost no volume. And remember, this is the one which is being uh, in Mongolia and it's it's um, Zijin Mining have got the, you know, they, they basically got control of this. Now, what was really, I, th I thought the most interesting thing about this was that they talk about good mineralization and this, then they put out things like 1,000 meters at 0.21% copper equivalent from 491 meters so it's deep it's low grade and that's a copper equivalent figure so uh a i would love to see it broken down into its constituent parts as per tsx guidelines b this shows that to me this looks like sub-economic mineralization and i mean the, the, this hole going down to 2300 meters i mean y y yikes it kind of strikes me that this is china inc looking to get hold of copper minerals and it doesn't really seem to be the too worried about their commercial viability it's possibly because um zijin is expecting much higher prices and thinks that these marginal low-grade assets are going to become valuable in the future anyway uh, it was a hugely long news release I, I kind of flipped through and through and through and eventually on page 31 right at the very very end i could see that zanadu it's a 50 50 joint venture of 76.5% of the Karmaktai um, project. So, I mean, what have you got there? 38% of the economics of ultra-low-grade mineralization. I can see why um, it doesn't trade much. But anyway, I look forward to seeing better practice here. I'd love to see the um, this company publishing results and just on the metals and also coming out with a plan on how it's going to drive share um, or capital value. Moving on to Attico Mining. Um, this is an interesting company, $14 million. Very accomplished mining uh, company, but with a micro market capitalization. And um, it's been affected by Colombian politics, by Ecuadorian politics, and by the downturn in the sector. Um, the news release from the November the 15th, so we're going back a bit now, talks about brownfield drilling to extend mine life at El Roble in Colombia, um, and they get good intercepts of 24.7 meters at 4.19% copper, 3 grams gold, and also 5 meters of 4.84% copper and 12 grams gold. You don't need to put a copper equivalent. This is fantastic. Good reporting. I like it. 
Now, the curious thing is that this drilling is to expand the tonnage and extend the mine life at the El Robley mine. These are volcanogenic massive sulfides, VMS deposits. You typically get lenses and you can always, not always, but you can, you can extend the life and extend the life and extend the life. The challenge is to get materiality on these small, if, if you start with a small mine, it's really, really hard to explore for something big and it's really, really hard to turn it into a big mine. So um, you get all of the headaches of running a mining operation, but with none of the upside of the um, cash flow generation. Um, so really you can see this here is that the company plans to update the resource estimate. So basically what it's doing is it's running uh, the resource ahead of itself a little bit, a year or two. Um, it's a bit of a hamster wheel. These guys are great. I mean, I've met the Ganosa guys um, and, and then the team. I've, ne I've met Fernando. He's a super, super operator. Um, it's just very, very hard to uh, get these things, these small mines to um, to do a step change. Slightly strange uh, image in the news release. I couldn't really work out uh, the the orientation or... I mean, obviously, um, north bodies and the and the, the main body here. So th this is probably towards the north, but I would have expected or hoped to have a little bit better uh, orientation on the uh, on the cross section. And I just just note that it's a small mine. It's, this is, you know, they they they've been at it for ten years and they've gone from four hundred tons per day to a thousand tons per day. So it's and they've got a million tons of resource or reserve. So you know, it's hard to get those step changes, but. Um, they must keep at it. They must keep at it and see if they can uh, find a way through the thicket. Okay, Cascadia Minerals. Uh, this has got a market capitalization of $13 million. I didn't know about it. I've never heard of it. Um, I looked at the five-year share price and it only goes back to kind of 2020 and they've had a good run. Um, and so I read the news, news release to try and understand what's going on in the company. November the 16th, uh, pleased to provide the results of the first two diamond drill holes ever completed at its 100% control flagship catch property in the central Yukon, Canada, located 16 kilometers from an all-season highway and power line. Okay, so it's in the Yukon. It's got all of the weather issues up there. It is quite close, but I don't know what those 16 kilometers hold. It might be over the top of a mountain. Um, they've drilled five holes for 2,000 roughly 500 meters that's okay i can do the maths there about 500 meters or just under per hole this release contains the results from the first two holes and the results from the remaining three holes are pending very clear i like it really really simple reporting drilling highlights first drill holes ever drilled both yielded significant copper gold mineralization confirming a new copper gold porphyry discovery hmm Interesting use of the word discovery. I always am cautious about that. What's interesting is that the first hole, which is obviously this one, they collared it probably on some good good soil indications or some kind of good ground indications, went into the guts of this anomaly and looked the best grade, 0.3% copper, 0.15 gold, is just to the top here. And then the second hole, which is a step back, went right into the middle of this anomaly and their best grade is the bottom here, 0.3% copper, 0.3 grams gold. Maybe there's some vertical component in this. I don't know. It's early days, but um, it's interesting. It's interesting that the drilling has yet to in intersect significant potassic alteration. So what's this chargeability all about? Um, maybe it's pyrite. Remember the, the, the nickname for IP is indicate pyrite. 
CEO, Graham Downs, president and CEO, goes on to say that to have made a significant copper gold porphyry d- discovery, and I would insert there, is quite a stretch to call it that. Um, the first two holes ever drilled on a project is incredibly rare. And I say, yes, it is rare, but I wouldn't say that this is a significant copper gold porphyry discovery because they haven't hit potassium alteration and they haven't hit um, high grade. Having said that, 117 meters of 0.31% copper and 0.3 grams gold is a really good start. So they're doing well. Um, and then they, they talk here about the Cascadia is the first mover, the first mover in the underexplored extension of the um, Stikini terrain in Yukon. Now, I always think that the first mover is actually, it's not first mover advantage, it's first mover disadvantage. Or as the Canadians might say, if you're at the front, you're breaking trail, which is much harder work. Uh, I like the way the share price is going. I like that that result down here. This is really interesting. Uh, it's a micro market cap. I wish the team good luck in their exploration, and I look forward to seeing further results, particularly the results from the next three holes. That'll 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 be crucial. Good. Uh, onwards. Lara exploration. Crikey. Okay, market cap twenty four million dollars. Share price sideways over the last uh three four years which i guess is a decent result um very strange tone and um presentation of the of the website and the and the and the presentation and the news release it just it's very very wordy lots of text it's quite hard to work out what's going on um if you're listening lara exploration i would really suggest uh that you focus on what does it mean why is it important and what's going to happen next um this is just it feels a bit like a kind of um they've just coughed up information without actually kind of processing it here we go the plan alto copper project i had to look up where it was uh it's in brazil by the way um a significant new zone of shallow copper mineralization in the northern extension of the Zero target you know they, they they include copper grades to three decimal places so there's lots of focus on the detail but i can't quite see the bigger picture so that's what i'd really like to see this company do is just to step back and just talk in general terms high level what are we doing does this change anything so i mean they've got the cooper zero target and there's a bit of um 16 meters of a bit of copper at 310 meters and there's 28 meters at 0.4 percent copper um they've got new Intersections at Homestead, 54 at 0.5. That's good. Also quite deep, 311. Um, and 25 meters at 0.6% from 88 meters downhole. And then at the silica ta- cap, 15 meters at 1% from 141. Um, it, all, it all is just kind of a bit um, bit confusing. So I move swiftly on to the next one. Um, Halconius Precious Metals. This is another new company. Uh, again, a micro market capitalization of $11 million. Uh, they are run by ex-brokers, but with a team in, in Chile. Uh, they are looking at uh, making um, kind of epithermal gold and silver and copper discoveries in, um, in uh, Chile. They are in the Maricunga Belt, which is northeast of Copiapó, presumably up in the mountains. Um, I'm not sure. Um, anyway, these are the first holes of the Carachapampa project, or the project. And what this showed is that um, there's a historic uh, hole from April 
which gave 0.55% over two meters. And over this one, they got 3.9% copper and 0.21 grams gold over eight meters. But this is now, we're now in kind of late November, early December. It's an extraordinarily long time between these two holes. So it makes me wonder what was going on there. Um, I'd love to know. It's quite a clear news release. It's got a very nice uh, section. I like that very much. Ian Parkinson says, the presence of high-grade copper coupled with strong alteration and highly anomalous pathfinder elements over greater than 100 meters of core length indicates we have the potential to make a significant discovery at Karachapampa. That may be true, but um, it'd be really interesting to see more uh, momentum and more mineralization over widths and of course kind of more work uh, sp speed it up get going get drilling um drill or die right next up um next up is north star gold four million dollars market capitalization look at that share ch price chart over three years i mean it's a shocker um they have got a vms at the cam copper mine uh which is near kirtland lake in ontario it's road accessible satellite high grade VMS copper system. Okay, that's all useful information. It's a very, very dense news release that I struggle to go through, but they I could pick out 3.12% um, copper over 3.6 meters, 5.91% copper over 1.5. Um, but weirdly, in the same news release, they started repeating themselves. Um, oh, sorry, there, there were two news releases. There was one on the 16th and there was one on the 23rd. But it was very hard to see which was new news and which one was old news. So, for example, on this one, on the 23rd, news released on the 23rd, there was no indication that this was an old hole that they'd um, previously announced, nor this one in Zone 3. So, um, slightly confusing reporting. Some good grades. I should imagine they're cash-starved, down at $4 million. Uh, but actually, the geology looks, looks all right. Um, scale, I think, would be really, really useful. Good. Uh, moving on to O3. Now, this is interesting because they're a $120 million market cap company and they are reporting on a on a VMS target that they've been drilling. I'm surprised that they made a news release out of this because it's not really news. The, the, the grades are low. It's The intersection is only 1.4 meters and it's deep. It's down at 356 meters. I would have said that this is the kind of thing that you just keep within your exploration team and you uh, continue to work at it. If you think there's good exploration potential, you keep plugging away. This is in immaterial relative to their gold assets. Um, and then for Jose um, Vizquera to say that we're very excited about the initial results. Well, wow, methinks the lady does protest too much. Gold. Uh, O3 is a gold company and if they can work something up privately or secretly or quietly, um, on copper, then great. Right. So now we start the second week of news releases. And I have spoken about Benton before. And it's only just now beginning to kind of crystallize in my mind that these guys are in um, Newfoundland. They've got the joint venture with Sockerman on the lithium. Uh, I'd forgotten about that. I think it's the Grey Lake or something. Market capitalization of $30 million. They've had this rise from They've gone up four times from five cents to 20 cents. And I, reading this, think that that's the, just the beginning. I don't think this is the end. So um, the news release on the 28th of November wasn't really a news release. 
Now, that's weird because it was included in the, um, anyway, it, it was included in the weekly. The weekly came out on the 25th of November, and yet this heading is on the 28th. Never mind. The point is, these are actually just previously reported results. 13 meters at 8.3% copper in, in hole two, and 7.2% copper over 27 meters in hole four. And this is just a roundup news release. Uh, Stephen Stairs, the CEO, says, we're excited to conclude our maiden drill program at Great Burnt. We had initially planned a 2,000-meter program, but we expanded it to 5,651. They're doing a financing well-positioned to demonstrate the potential. I look forward to receiving the remaining results as we prepare for the next phase of drilling in the winter of 2024. And that's the crucial thing. If you look here at this long section, the red stars are the previously released intersections and the black stars are the pierce points and you can see these ones i would have thought that these black stars are the ones which have not been released yet so we've had uh results from one two three four and five but we've got all of these bad boys all of these black stars to come right up to hole 22 here and i would suggest that you might get lucky you know, given the results that you that they've been finding, I would have thought that they're going to hit some more good stuff. So this is, I think, of, of all the things I've seen this week, this is the most interesting one, and I really look forward to um, seeing what happens there. So um, you heard it here, right? Minsud Resources, again, another company I'd never heard of. Market capitalization of one hundred sixty-four million dollars Canadian. Would you look at that? And the share price has done phenomenally well over the last couple of years. So I was, I was gobsmacked when I saw the market capitalization and the share price and I had a look at the asset. Minsud encounters 767 meters at 0.25% copper, 0.05 grams gold, and 5 grams silver at Chinchillones. And it's planning a mineral resource estimate. Great headline. No copper equivalents. These guys know what the TSX guidelines are. Fantastic. Okay, so where are we? The... Um, it's the, the assay results from nine additional drill holes, which were completed as part of the Phase 4 drill program at Cheetah Valley. 52 drill holes have been completed to date in Phase 4 for 39,000 meters. Assay results have been received from holes 82 to 90. So that's the nine holes there. So 8,000 meters of the 39,000. Four more holes, 91 to 94, are currently awaiting assay. Okay, this is really clear. Good writing, good drafting. They do talk about day sites being cross-cut by high-grade hydrothermal intrusive breaches. They talk about high-grade mineralization, high-grade, 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 and you go to the numbers, and it's oof, 0.25% copper. That's not high-grade. Um, anyway, the, the CEO, Ramiro Massa, says these findings have prompted us to commence an updated mineral resource estimate on the project. So I went and had a look at the project, and I realized, okay, so they've got 30, 42 million tons, if you take the inferred and the indicator, which I'm not supposed to, um, and that's about 0.4, 0 0.2, um, 0.42% copper um, with a little bit of gold and a little bit of silver and a little bit of molly. What's interesting is that the Cheetah Valley resource seems to be considerably better than the grades that are being intersected here in um, Chinchillones. And then I had another quick look at it, and I saw that in 2023, South 32 exercised its earning rights under the EIA 
to acquire 50.1% ownership. So um, South32 is going to fund this, going to take it through all the various um, stages. And I think that's why the share price has um, done so well. Um, but they, they're well capitalized, so they've probably got plenty of cash. Uh, I think the grades need to be better than this for South32 to want to be able to really move on something. You know, 42 million tons at 0.4% copper is probably not big enough, particularly as they've only got half of it. Um, so I'd like to see more exploration and, and if possible, higher grades, but it's, it's not easy to achieve, not easy to achieve. Right. Moving on. Arizona Sonoran Copper market capitalization, $156 million. Um, I really struggled with the last news release, uh, and I, um, begged the drafter of that to, uh, simplify the news release. Uh, on this one and I actually spoke with the drafter of the news release um, who had been um, slightly uh, uh, surprised by the um, the nature of my vociferous criticism of the drafting um, and I read this news release and I'm afraid to say it also gave me a slight headache because there's so much information uh, packed in um, I always feel that the front page of a news release just has to be the very very simple bare facts and all of the detail can be poured through by someone who's really keen um, in the subsequent pages of the news release. But the front page has to be crystal clear. And you can see I've had to, just to fit it onto one page, I've had to cut out huge paragraphs because uh, of kind of lots of detail that wasn't kind of getting in the way of the message. And the message is they've hit near surface mineralization from four drill holes. And this is at Mainspring. They've drilled eight. They've got two more to go. And the highlights are they've got they've hit shallow mineralization south of Park Salia, and the mineralization starts at forty-two meters in three of those holes. Okay, and then the the um, the numbers are one hundred thirty-two meters at 031 percent copper soluble, two hundred eighteen meters at 028 percent copper soluble. So these are quite low grades, um, with some high graded sections in the middle. 174 meters at 0.19. Mm, okay, getting getting pretty low grade here. And 97 meters at 0.23. Now, what this shows is that exploration isn't always easy and you don't always um, find high-grade stuff, but uh, they've got a beautiful cross-section here which shows you that these are the reported grades and the primary sulfides, those assays are coming later. I like the fact that they include the true widths are not known. That's really important. George Ogilvy quote, Assay results coming from the main, they reinforce the strength of our cactus system, porphyry copper system, yes. And the significance of the Park Sally deposit to the overall cactus project, yes. Because once you've been, built your infrastructure, once you've got your project up and running, then even relatively low grade can add marginal tons. The property continues to demonstrate growth opportunities beside an already significant copper project, correct within a world-class jurisdiction, correct, on a property with a clear path to development, yes. These results are the first three and a half holes from the 10-hole program. We're excited about Mainspring's near-surface potential next to the deeper high-grade parks salient deposit, yes. All fine. Um, so let's see the, the the next results, and if possible, um, even simpler drafting, just, just really just cut out the detail, just 
headline stuff on the front page just to make it easy for the to for the reader to work out what's going on and all of the detail can go in the back lovely pacific ridge exploration 19 million dollars market capitalization i've spoken about this company before with the cleal camp i mean they they did double metal equivalents they gave you metal equivalents in copper they give you metal equivalents in gold i'm just just like ah Uh, but that was for for, that was for the cleal project uh here they're drilling um rdp and the um and they're drilling at day and they're drilling at bird so this is a kind of a a catch-all news release it's in north central british columbia 40 kilometers away from cleal and for gaster this is really important Antofagasta can earn 75% by spending $10 million on exploration over eight years. Oh, my God. You know, we'll be, we'll be old men by then. Eight years and delivering a PEA. Crikey. Um, so this is not going anywhere in a hurry. But Antofagasta's funding it. That's good. Um, so the one hole here returned 107 meters of... Uh, 0.63% copper, 1 gram gold. That's a really good intercept. 107 meters of 1 gram gold and 0.63% copper. I like it. And then there was also 19 meters of 0.32% copper, 0.19 gold. And it's not so great. Um, they put in a couple of nice cross sections. And I would love this company to go away and read the disclosure standards for companies engaged in mineral exploration development and production and have a look at the guidelines on using metal equivalents um and to call it another porphyry copper gold discovery at bird i like to think that a discovery is something when it's uh commercial and i think this is a long way away from being commercial yet so um on oh that's the end of the slideshow there we go i've got that Uh, Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed uh, the rattle through and um, I will see you next week. Bye for now.